Hello, everyone. For those of you who are not part of Penrith Baptist Church and might be viewing this message from somewhere around the world, my name is Graham. And I'm a member of Penrith Baptist Church. I'd like to begin with a short prayer. Would you pray with me now? Dear God, thank you for an opportunity to learn more about you. And I pray that your Holy Spirit would guide our thoughts. Guide us in such a way, Lord, that we can draw closer to you. Listen to what you want to teach us today and grow more like Jesus in the process. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I wonder if you are a person who questions things. And I don't mean just the trivial uh, everyday questions. I mean the, the really why questions, the, the nitty-gritty questions. Uh, I have been a person like that for much of my life. I like to try and understand things. Think of the why behind them. It's not always easy. But perhaps it's good in so far as it helps me to identify with the prophet that we're going to look at today. One of the minor prophets, part of the series that we are doing at Penrith Baptist Church, and the prophet today is Habakkuk. Well, who was Habakkuk? We don't know a lot about him. Uh, we know that he probably lived around about 640 to 609 BC during the reign of King Josiah. He refers to the Babylonian invasion, and so that does suggest that he lived around about this time. Although Habakkuk is a prophetic book, at times it reads like a psalm, especially um, in the style of which, of which it's written. And uh, Habakkuk, uh, he, he had the style of uh, the psalmist. In addition, some people think that he may have even been a, a Levite priest. And the book is unusual among the prophetic books in that it is not addressed to God's people. Much of it is a conversation between the prophet and God. Habakkuk was perplexed at the why question, the why of what was happening all around him. Let's look at what Habakkuk had to say. And to do this, we'll look at some verses in chapter 1. How long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen, or cry out to you, violence, but you do not save? Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. Therefore, the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. The wicked hem in the righteous so that justice is perverted. Well, you know, justice is perverted. 
They're words that we probably hear a lot of today. I can imagine that there are many people like Habakkuk today who would say, you know, what's, what's going on? Why is all this happening around us? And I think today we are people that demand a lot. I see that uh, currently with the COVID-19 um, situation and the interviews that journalists have with politicians where they're demanding answers all the time, demanding to know 100% what is going on. And for me, it's, it's sad, really, because I think that uh, we can't know 100% uh, in regards to the pandemic because it's an unfolding thing. But are we patient and ready to wait for it to unfold? It doesn't seem so. Well, let's see how God responds to Habakkuk's questions. God said, look at the nations and watched and be utterly amazed, for I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. I'm raising up the Babylonians, that ruthless and impetuous people who sweep across the whole earth to seize dwellings not their own. They are a feared and dreaded people. They are a law to themselves and promote their own honour. Well, God's answer was just too much for Habakkuk. But how could such a holy God um, even look upon evil and consider this Consider the wicked nation like Babylon to be used to punish Judah, his chosen people. And, you know, if I was to put myself in Habakkuk's position, I can see myself being just like Habakkuk. I might even be thinking and saying to God, wow, that sounds like a silly plan, God. Why don't you do X, Y or Z instead? It's sometimes hard for me to look beyond my own little circumstances. And, you know, I'm caught up in time, this particular time, this particular place, and I'm locked into a current knowledge, forgetting that God is outside of time and that God knows the future. Well, Habakkuk goes on further to question God again. This is what he says. Lord, are you not from everlasting, my God, my Holy One? You will never die. You, Lord, have appointed them to execute judgment. You, my rock, have ordained them to punish you. Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. Why then do you tolerate the treacherous? Why are you silent while the wicked swallow up those more righteous than themselves? Well, God responded again to Habakkuk's questioning. And this time the Lord said, Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. 
See, the enemy is puffed up. His desires are not upright, but the righteous person will live by his faithfulness. It's an interesting response from God to Habakkuk's questioning. Why do we need to... uh, why do we need to learn this and why did Habakkuk need to write this? Well, we'll, re- we'll find out about that in the next section. Why did Habakkuk need to write his message? Well, it's a good book in the Bible to remind us all that God is sovereign. He's the God of the universe and God would eventually punish the Babylonians, as we've seen in history, but that there would be a delay. And he wanted Habakkuk to write down the message and to wait for a future time. It would take faith to wait for this future time. And God assured Habakkuk that the righteous would be preserved through it by remaining faithful. He wanted everyone to know while it may seem initially that the wicked are not punished for their plans and actions, that they will indeed be judged in the end. Was there any word of future hope in this message? Well, I think there is. And in Chapter 3, we see Habakkuk reflecting on the sovereignty of God and his faithfulness and putting his confidence in God and everything that God would do, even when things currently looked like there was no hope. And we have the following words written, words that we can echo today. I heard and my heart pounded, my lips quivered at the sound, decay crept into my bones and my legs trembled. Yet, I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vine, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the sheepfold and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Saviour. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet, uh, he makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. Words that I think are really worth uh, considering and remembering today. Why is Habakkuk's message important for us today? I have found myself drawn to certain verses as I read through Habakkuk. Verses that remind me of certain things. One, reminding me to remain faithful. In chapter 2, verse 4, it says, the righteous person will live by his faithfulness. I've been reminded to have patience. In chapter 2, verse 3, it says, though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. Patience and trusting in God's timing. I've also been reminded to 
hold on to hope. Chapter 3, verse 18 says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Saviour. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. Maybe these verses are important to you too. God wants us to be real and not pretend that we don't have questions. Habakkuk shows that God wants us to come to him with our struggles, questions and doubts. And he wants to reveal himself to us so that we can have joy and not just uh, go on in life with a form of bitter resignation. If we don't bring to God any questions, then we won't receive any answers, will we? Habakkuk could ask God questions because he had a trusting relationship with God. And in spite of the contradictions that perplexed him, he knew that God was in control. His questions spring from faith, not from lack of faith. I hope that today's talk on Habakkuk has been in some ways helpful to you. I know that I particularly enjoy being part of a church where we can ask questions. And I also enjoy being part of a Bible study group or discipleship group, as we call them, where, we, again, in a small group, we can ask questions of one another. It's a healthy thing to do. If you are watching this talk today and have joined into this service and have some questions, why not connect with the Penrith Baptist Church through our website? You can find contact details and you can contact us and share some of the questions that you might have too. We are only ordinary people, but we will seek to answer your questions as best we can. So thanks for tuning in today and may God bless you.